This week, the sky is dreamy AF. Spring, love, pleasure, art, connection, joy, beauty, all in the air. Things are warming up. We are thawing off. It's the start of the new year. There's just glorious and magnificent momentum on our side. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my baddies. I'm going to get into all of that and more, and what it means for you. So excited to break down what's happening up in the cosmos this week. If you're new here, hi. Oh my God, I've been waiting for you. I'm Maddie Murphy, your cosmic consultant. This is crazy. I'm your high vibe hype woman. I'm just here to break down what's going on above, how it affects us below. We have a lot going on this week. This is like, we've been, you know, it's so funny. Time is so funny. I could should we talk about that? Nope. That's that's like a four-hour conversation we could have late night over a bonfire about me and my thoughts about time. But you know, we really look at time like the beginning of the year, boom, done. But there's such a seasonality to life and there's like micro seasons within that season. And I just want to say, if you've been feeling weird AF since, oh, I don't know, mid-November, we might feel a little different now, okay? We've been moving through some micro chapters. We had like a lot of retrograde energy, November, December, whole beginning of the year, January. Then it was like a little bit of an opening. Things opened up more. We started to feel like some forward motion, some clarity. But we've had a lot of this, like, I can only describe it as cold energy. <laughs> this Saturnian, Saturn-ruled energy. We had a lot of Capricorn. Then we had a lot of Capricorn Aquarius, Capricorius. You know, then we started moving to Pisces. Now we're in a lot of like Pisces Aries energy, which is warmth, dreaminess, fire, inspiration, buoyancy, clarity, confidence. And we have a lot to celebrate this week coming up, okay? So before I even get into any of my other spiel, I just wanted us all to take a deep breath. Yeah, relax those gorgeous shoulders of yours. I just feel like, yeah, we're gonna get a little boost, a little boost this week, okay? There's a new momentum we get to, to get to build off of, okay? So... Before I talk about all of that, gotta thank you all. I got so many DMs. You all are so cute. You're just like DMing me with the best stuff. Like you're my best friend. I want to tell you all about this and that and like giving me the tea on your life. And a few of you have been DMing me like private sacred thirst trap photos of you in like really sexy lingerie and bikinis in order of Aries season. And I'm like, am I just like the luckiest girl on the planet? So thank you for that. A lot of you said you missed me on my like one week break, but you also were like so proud of me for resting. And I was like, yes, yes to this modern new world we live in. We applaud each other's rest. So speaking of sacred thrift traps, stay tuned. We're going to be doing a very fun little Instagram TikTok challenge in honor of Aries season. Excuse to flaunt our sacred thrift traps. Stay tuned on that. And I also wanted to say that we have our winner of the Baddie Bundle. So if you're new here, every week we pick someone to win 
three months to our moon guide and premium texting subscription, access to our 21-day self-love course. And all you got to do is leave a review, hopefully five stars. I never really specify that, but I hope that's unspoken. Like, don't leave me like a shitty review. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm a tender, tender cancer rising Virgo, so I'm very sensitive. But you can go on, leave that on Apple iTunes, leave your Instagram handle in the review, or you can do it on Spotify and send us a screenshot. Last week's winner was one of our Spotify baddies. So this week's winner is, bum, 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 drum roll, please. All right, this week is N Dub Ford. What is up? Instagram, Nikki Dub Ford. You're our winner. We love it. We just screenshot these, put them in a random generator, blah, 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 pick it like an Oracle card after I read the review and I always crack up. Listen, I am a jealous bitch and I like being someone who, with someone who only has eyes for me. I'll admit it. I'll admit it, okay? And so her headline was the only podcast I listened to. And I was like, well, I don't need or demand that from anyone. I listen to many podcasts. There is something that is just tickling me to my core about being your one and only podcast. So we love that. Thank you so much, Nikki. If you want to be like Nikki, leave that review. You could be next. These offerings are so fun. They're the baddie bundle. So we're going to talk about some if astrology isn't real moments. Y'all had me like internet blowing up this week with, you know, the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, which I'll get into briefly. We won't give it too much tension, but just enough. And some other things that I just couldn't help but couldn't help but just shake my head and say, if astrology is not real, then why? So that's where we look back on the week. If you're new here, I always like to give a little, you know, spiel. But astrology is really like, it's an art art and it's a science all at once. And part of art and science, it's really like observing, looking back on things, redoing it. And it's also a little bit of like a historical science, like looking back on the astrology cycles that just happened, even in your own life, in your own chart. If you're like getting into astrology in your own chart, think about times in your life where something was really good or really bad. And I encourage you, go back and look at your transits. You can pull that up on like time passages or astro.com. You can pull transits and see what was going on. You might be like, oh, so that's what happens when Saturn squares my Venus. That's what, okay, that, oh, that's what happens when Jupiter's on my moon. So we look back at the week, you know, behind us because it's fun, but it's also helping us. It's also educational. So before I get into that, I do want to have a little like, listen, I'm all about being humble. I'm always about telling people, you know, like if you're going to put yourself out there on any kind of platform, you got to be humble. You got to admit when you make a mistake, you got to do all that stuff. That's the kind of leadership we need, want, and really should demand. So I want to make it up apology. One of you DM'd me last week. I was doing all this like Aries bad bitch research and there's all these like Pinterest quotes and albums and they used a word. I'm not going to say it here. It's an S word. And you know, there's, there's a Megan Thee Stallion song named this just as a why. So, and I'm like, a lot of people use this word. I see it all the time on TikTok and obviously the song is really popular. Uh, sassy, bougie, ratchet, fill in the blanks there. And I was, even as I was saying it, I was like, that feels kind of weird to say. But sometimes I do just get in my head about saying anything because that's hashtag on being an overthinker. But I was like, this kind of weird. And then one of you DM me that that word, this S word, is considered like a slur, a really uh, inappropriate word against indigenous folk. So she said, even the person on Instagram said, they're like, 
you know, I just want to stick up for our indigenous community. This isn't really that well known. It's not talked about a lot. You know, she sent me an article and I was like, oh, that's my classic. I just feel like for all my indigenous listeners and people who are in those communities, I just feel for you. I feel like sometimes your issues and the things that are important to you just really do get swept under and like are all of our other like narratives in our culture. I want to publicly apologize for using that word, promise not to use it again, and also just use this platform to spread awareness that even though Megan Thee Stallion, who we love, Aquarius archetype, and her music is like Aries soundtrack, even though there's that word in it, like I just want us to all have a little bit of increased awareness about the harm that that word causes and um, just try to you know be better, do better as always, okay? The power of words. It's really all. And that's also like me. I should have honored my intuition when I was like, eh, something feels weird there. So that's that. Thank you so much. I love when you guys DM me and it's the most gracious way too. It's like, it's not like, oh, well, you did this pointing fingers in your face. It's just like, hey, I know you're probably trying. Like, I know you, you're trying to be better. This happened. Super gracious, super clear. We love that for us. So let's talk about the, if astrology isn't real moments. Okay. The big thing. Like Will Smith, Chris Rock, the slap heard around the world. Truly, I will say, this is one of those situations where I feel like no one was right, no one is wrong, including everyone commenting. It's just a situation of like, that's, that's, that's it. Like, And I think that we've all evolved in our society, at least I think we have, upon like obsessing too much about celebrities. Like, you know, I posted something on TikTok about this because a few of you had put up amazing like you know, tag me on Instagram. Someone made a Bernie Sanders meme about like, I loved it. It was like, I'm one more time asking Maddie to please explain what's happening. So I loved being able to explain that. And I love talking about astrology and pop culture because to me, people in the public eye are almost like these archetypes or these like reflections of our consciousness of the things that we're all thinking or working through or manifesting in a moment so that's why I love, like, you're talking about Britney Spears last year. It's like, we were having, she started her freaking, whatever it's called, conservatorship in 2008 when Pluto moved into Capricorn. All this stuff about struggle, power struggles, you know, like patriarchy, money. It was happening in her, like, fourth house where her Venus is in Capricorn, home, family, like, what? And then now we're at the end of this Pluto return and and she had this moment of victory and she had it while Jupiter and Saturn were in Aquarius on her moon in her fifth house of her stage and her her creativity and her sense of freedom being restored. And so like, that's so cool because it is about Brittany, yes, but it's about us too, like the journey that we've gone on with understanding the effects, right, of the media, of patriarchy, of control on women. So not that like every pop culture thing is that deep, but that's, I think, partly why I love using pop culture references is because it's not that I'm like obsessed with celebrities or like, I don't, you know, I used to read Us Weekly and people, not anymore, but like, I don't really, you know, give it much thought beyond just like, oh, that's an interesting framework for understanding what we're working through in society. And I think that there is some moments happening in the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation that is like, you know, a big discussion is like, how do men express emotions right now? I know, you know, a big discussion is like, who stands up for like black women and black femmes in our society? Again, I understand you could be like, Maddie, you're reading too much into this. But these are things that I am thinking about. Someone commented on my TikTok, like, this is a distraction to distract us from the war. And I was like, 
Dude, if that Oscar slap is distracting you from a freaking war going on, then like you have something wrong with you. So, so I acknowledge all of that. So the astrology of, you know, that I made a TikTok about it, but it was just so literal. Chris Rock has a lot of things going on. Aquarius sun, fiery Aries moon. He actually has an Aries ascendant. So he's Mars driven. So he can be spontaneous, quick tempered, competitive, unafraid, bold. And his son, I believe is linked to his Jupiter, which makes him very like larger than life. So there's a lot of that going on, right? That's why he is kind of in your face. It makes a great like shock comedian. And we had, while this happened, we had a few things going on. Obviously it's Aries season, Sun's in Aries. Aries is Will Smith's North Node, so his highest destiny line, okay? And then he has this Libra stellium on the other side of that and his South Node in Libra. And relationships are very important to him. Like Libras, no, like their people and their partnerships are very important. They will choose peace always, but they also really love justice. And so it really infuriates them when they see something that's just quote unquote wrong. And that cardinal energy takes action. Okay. The cardinal signs, Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, they take action. Okay. And then so his Aries North node and his Chiron is there. He's in his Chiron return. It was like a wound that he like, like bubbling up, a bubbling up of this emotion. And then he had Mars in the moon, we're in Aquarius, semi-square, his Chiron, which is like a purging and something coming up to the surface, some kind of emotion, ultimately it could be for his healing, but all that bubbles up, right, in that moment. And also the moon and Mars were conjunct his midheaven, which midheaven is our public image. Moon represents the feminine in our life. Mars is fighting, so him fighting, protecting a woman in his life, very literal, affecting his public image. And my favorite thing is also like, he's just a Scorpio moon. So what do you expect, right? Like do not come for the women in his life. He is very protective over his wife, probably like maternal figures. And that moon in Scorpio is like, I will like ride or die for this. I might even lose myself in this, right? Like Scorpio is also Mars ruled and co-ruled by Pluto. So that was just a very interesting, if you want uh, to look at that again, have it on my TikTok. But I just thought that was a very interesting moment within a moment too, because you know, we're looking at this a lot in our society, right? This whole concept of like toxic masculinity, but also there's something about like, is it okay to make fun of someone's appearance, especially if it's ableist, able noir, especially like if you're someone, Chris Rock, who made a whole documentary trying to uplift black women for their hair, and then you're going to make that comment. Like I said, everybody's wrong, everybody's right, but just the astrology of it, it was it really stood out to me. Now, and this week was just like very like trippy. There was a few things happening that I just wanted to also point out. I don't know if it's astrology related, but just like, hmm. I don't know if any of you follow basketball, March Madness. I went to a very like rah-rah basketball school. I don't know, sports. March Madness is something that always like generally interests me because it's just such a wild card. It's, it is exciting, but again, paying very loose attention to it. But I couldn't help, like my life wizard came up to me. He's like, Maddie, you will love this. He's like, there's this school, St. Peter's, Pe- Peter's Peacocks. They're like, couldn't believe they made it to March Madness. And now they're like, made it their way through, like such a Cinderella story, making their way up in these huge upsets, like number two seated schools, um, number seven seated schools, like everyone's just watching them. And I, I did see their Instagram and it was just made me so happy watching everyone unite over this. 
And then on the day of like their Sweet 16 matchup, so they're the Peacock, which is already like the best mascot freaking ever. He's like, Maddie, their Sweet 16 matchup is on National Peacock Day. Everyone's talking about it on the news. He's like, what's that? Is that a synchronicity? I was like, sure is. And I love the peacocks are all about like taking up space. And if you ever have like peacocks come to you a lot, it's like take up space, own what makes you different. So, and the peacock is supposed to be good luck. I don't think they ended up winning, but still like I just had this crazy moment of like peacocks. That's wild. So those were my big, if astrology isn't real moments, I'm going to do a TikTok about our newest like Supreme Court nominee, Ketanji Brown Jackson, because Oh my God, like her chart. I mean, I'm not just saying this because she's a Virgo sun, Pisces moon like me, but her chart had me just in complete awe. I will say one thing, sneak peek here that really stood out to me is she has her Uranus in Libra in the 11th house. So Uranus is the disruptor planet. It's where we bring revolution. It's where we're not going to follow in someone else's footsteps, where we're going to disrupt that part of life. And it's in Libra, the sign of like the justice system, you know, the gavel, the scales, courtrooms. So her being, you know, the first black woman, Uranus and Libra, and also it's in her 11th house of forward motion, bringing things progressive. Again, there was different things online. Her time might not have been accurate. So we don't know if it's definitely in her 11th house, but I did love her Uranus and Libra. And I also was just like, love that she has a very similar chart to me, sun, Mercury in Virgo, moon in Pisces. I was like, just that Lots of Virgo in her chart. I feel like making her very calm, cool, collected, and patient, even long-suffering sometimes. And Virgo is really the sign of like the whole, the woman who's whole and of herself and here to be of service, but also like not taking other people's bullshit and very like discerning with her energy. So I love that for her. That whole thing was like a circus, but I was in deep awe of her and her composure. So... Let's move on. Let's talk about the moon report. Let's talk about what's going on for this week ahead. So bump it bump, get your pen and paper out. This is where I break down for you as a reminder, just your emotional weather, what's going to be happening in the inside world so that we can self-regulate, so we can be self-sustaining, so we can kind of figure out how to tend to our emotional landscape. So Friday, the day of recording this, it's the moon in Aries. It's the new moon at 2.24 a.m. Listen up, buttercup. If you have not done your new moon in Aries manifestations, I want you to write that shit out. I recorded it last week. Last week's podcast is talking about the Aries new moon because this comes out on Friday. So I wanted you to have plenty of lead time if you needed to. But if you're listening to this and you haven't done it, you have a few days. I mean, honestly, I would even take until the 14th of April to do these manifestation works. Why? Because Aries season is the initiation. It's the new year. It's super important to set intentions right now. Aries is action-oriented. Again, it's that cardinal sign. And this is going to be your last chance to manifest for a while actively because then we have eclipse season. So I want us to take advantage of this, especially like I love Saturday for manifesting. We have like Mercury Kazemi. We have like just some good astrology um, over the weekend to do some manifestation work. So I just want to point that out before we even talk about anything else. But Aries moon days, you might be feeling the fire. You might be feeling confrontational even. You might be feeling fiery. I know I have been just catching myself going into some sacred rage spirals. So just figuring out what's a healthy outlet. There's nothing wrong with anger. There's nothing wrong with heat. Just how can I 
put that into something, right? Do I need to go move my body? Do I need to talk something out? Do I need to just go like scream in my car? I don't know. But feel into that, feel into what you need. You're going to have that Friday into Saturday afternoon, okay? Just please just don't like blah, like vomit your heat on someone else. You know, take responsibility for, for your emotions always and definitely listen to last week's podcast to get some new moon tips or you can download our moon guide, which I'll tell you based on your sign, like what area of your life is being affected by this new moon. Moon in Taurus, Saturday, 1250. This goes all day Sunday. We have moon in Taurus too. And then all day Monday. So moon in Taurus, um, honey, get in the earth. Okay. We have a lot of fire a lot of water in the sky. I'm feeling ungrounded for you right now. I'm feeling ungrounded for my future self. So let's do something to like channel that energy back into the earth. Mama knows best. Mama knows how to handle that energy best. I'm hoping it's like sunny. I know on the East Coast, we've been having like really flip-flop weather. Like get your feet in the grass. Maybe start like digging around in your garden a little bit. Like, doesn't that sound nice? Um, have a cozy night in with your lover, cook a favorite meal, get a massage, practice like staying in your comfort zone, not apologizing for it. But yeah, be in your body, right? Moon and Taurus days, we tend to have a little bit more focus and determination. So if there is like a project, catch up on that. And we're going to feel into that. We just want to look out for those days where we can be overly fixed or stubborn in like how we need things to go. We still want to flow a little bit those days, right? Then we have Monday night, 11.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Into Tuesday, we have the moon in Gemini. So Monday night into Tuesday, into Wednesday, we have moon in Gemini. And the moon in Gemini, this is going to be like, I think, really fun leading into this moon in Cancer. Gemini moon days is like, you might be feeling really buzzy, then your mind really lit up with maybe problem solving or you want to do some research on whatever came up during the Aries new moon, whatever ideas you had, right? Like maybe you want to reach out to someone, ask for help. Gemini moon days are great days to connect, collaborate, communicate, research something, right? Like that spark of inspiration you got during the Aries new moon. Do you need to do some research, right? Do you need to, to check in, ask some help for someone? Short-term travel is fun, Gemini Moon Days. Explore like your neighborhood, explore the town over. And Gemini Moon Days is a great day. Just also question everything, question all of life. Gemini Moon Days we want to look out for is like, yes, it's okay to spill some tea, but making sure we're not getting like overly gossipy. Just think a little bit before you talk. Like what is the thing that you don't want to say because you can't reel it back in. Once it's out there, it's out there, right? Just being a little mindful with the words. Then we have the moon is in Cancer. Oh my goodness, on Thursday, which will be into like, you know, Friday in the weekend. A really yummy moon in Cancer. I love this because we have Venus is moving to Pisces. We're going to have like this really beautiful harmonizing happening between that. So like let yourself feel really dreamy that day. Like take a beautiful ritual bath. Be emotionally open, honest. Do something that feels like creative, life-giving. Take care of yourself. This just feels like um, also really like a magnet day. Like you might be pulling things into you, letting things flow to you. I don't know, like this day, I just keep seeing that like, you know, Venus coming out of the shell. Like I'm like, let yourself feel like that. Take care of yourself. Take care of your home. Bring something into your life that just feels beautiful in your home, especially. And like, do something that's really kind and nurturing, nurturing and nourishing for yourself. Okay. So that's the moon report. 
Let's get into your planetary planning, the big transits for the week. What do you need to know? What do they mean? And what is your cosmic RX? How do you act on this shit? Okay, let's talk about what we can expect. Okay, so the main headline astrology for the week, the like what you need to know bullet points, the big thing is obviously the new moon in Aries, which happens right at the beginning of this week. But then Venus moves into Pisces. Oh my goodness. She is in her exaltation in Pisces. If you have a Venus in Pisces, buckle up. You are just about to head down this like dreamy river in like a swan boat of love and juiciness and creativity. And we all get to kind of go down that river during this time. So we're really excited about that. But because we live in a complex multiverse, we also have, before that happens on 4-4, pay attention to the numerology there, we have the Mars-Saturn conjunction. Before I get into Venus and Pisces, April is interesting astrology. It's very, right now, we're entering like this dreamy time, high manifesting time, feeling like, I don't know, like we've been going through like a tundra and then a desert and then like up in, you know, some sort of like G-force air field where we're actually being put into the test, all these elements. And now Venus and Pisces and April feels like it's flow. It feels like we're going in a good direction and it feels like warm. I don't know, like we're in Caribbean on like a, or in the Caribbean in like a catamaran or something. But TBH, that's individual astrology. Collective astrology is going to be a little bit more complicated. Clearly we are you know, still in the middle of this never-ending global panini, and there's a, a war happening, and it's tragic. So I want to acknowledge Mars-Saturn conjunction may bring some intense energy on the collective level. This only happens every two years. The last time it happened was the beginning of the pandemic. There was this really wild thread that I read on Twitter from Ali I Olomi, um, A-A-O-L-O-M-I is their handle, and they just tracked like how the ancients used to track Mars-Saturn conjunctions as these highly disruptive times. So I want to acknowledge that that is really intense. You know, Mars and Saturn coming together, like Saturn's saying no. Saturn's like, no, we're not doing that. And Mars is like, oh, really? Watch me. And there's these two planets that kind of love conflict, love just like beating their heads together. They're like not really the pleasant, most pleasant planets. And we're in Aries season, so we're feeling a lot of the Mars energy in general. So we can't control what's happening, you know, in the greater landscape. But what we can do is like, I always pay attention to astrology as like almost the story that's unfolding in our medicine as individuals. Like we can't control what happens in the collective. Like, unfortunately, I really cannot control Putin. Like, God help me. I would go into some dark magic if I could. But I can't. Things are happening out in the world. Of course, we can show up consciously. We can stay aware. We can stay informed. We can donate, we can open, you know, our doors, we can do things in certain situations, but sometimes things are out of our power beyond like that. But without just at the risk of sounding overly woo-woo, because I really believe this into the core of my being, even my most very cynical, skeptical, you know, inner New Yorker really believes that like what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I remember hearing like Burt Bacharach sing that, like the Austin Powers movies, be like, I love this song, but like the world needs love. We need to pour love into ourselves. We need to pour love into the earth. We need to pour love into each other. And I'm not saying this in an airy fairy way, because like real ass love, anyone who's been in a long-term relationship, 
love their family, love someone through something hard. It's not always easy. Love's a battlefield. I'm just going to do all the songs today. It's very Venus and Pisces to be quoting music. So looking at the astrology, it's like, oh, Mars, Saturn conjunction, oh, kind of intense. But then right after Venus goes into Pisces, it's almost like there's conflict. There's things coming to a head. You know, Mars and Saturn is a lot about in Aquarius. It's a lot about like the power of the people and the old energy and the new energy coming to a head. And Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. So it can feel very like restrictive. There may be just something that comes up around that time that feels unpleasant. But you know, what can we do? Okay. Venus and Pisces comes right after. Venus and Pisces is the energy of creation. Venus and Pisces is the energy of imagination, of feeling good, of cultivating joy as this like radical rebellious act, as showing up as the most clear version of yourself, dripping in self-love, clearing yourself of your projections and your subconscious wounds, not getting distracted by the noise. That's a balance. It's being an active and concerned citizen, but it's not getting like pulled into every story. And it's like, how can I show up in my corner of the world, my workplace, in my family, with my people, with my body, with my area I'm in, with as much love and tenderness and openness as humanly possible, but not in a way that's bypassing. Because like I said, real love is, you know, going into the dark corners and having some real, you know, love is confrontation. Love is calling people out on their shit. Love is calling yourself out on your own shit. But that Venus and Pisces coming right after this Mars-Saturn conjunction is to me feels like poetic. So on the personal level, I'm going to say 4-4 is a day Oof, I don't know. Like, if you feel frustrated or you're up against blocks or you butt heads with someone who's like an elder, an older person in your life, ugh, just see if you can step back, take some deep breaths, trust the reroute, trust the feedback, the, even the criticism. And like any of the frustrations or complications around that, especially around technology, especially in like your friend groups, in your network, with your coworkers, use that as a chance to like drop into mindfulness and slowing down and not like, pushing ahead on your own timeline and the energy is going to pass, right? It, it's so let that be what it's going to be. You can look at where you have Aquarius in your chart. You might help understand better how that will affect you, how to work with that. But the good news is let's talk about Venus. So right after we go through that, again, we're cracking open with something and then Venus is coming in to fill just the air and the space around us with love. Okay. Why am I making such a big deal about this? Well, Venus is in her exaltation, as they say in Pisces. You guys can look up on your own exaltations and detriments. I don't really ascribe to it too much in people's charts. Some more traditional astrology can make people feel like, you know, if a planet is in fall, quote unquote, in my chart, then something's wrong with me. Absolutely not the case. But I do understand the energies of certain planets have a certain expressions. So when Venus planet that represents beauty, harmony, love, aesthetics, finances, the planet that in her very orbit in the sky, in her cosmic pathway, creates this most beautiful mandala, this beautiful star point. When she is in Pisces, she's happy. Pisces is, you know, Pisces love, love. Pisces loves matters from the heart, creativity, beauty. So they say it's in her exaltation. Venus in other signs is still highly functioning is still important, but it just may not manifest in the way that we kind of think of traditional Venus energy, if that makes sense. And not only that, really the bigger 
headline here with this. I hope, am I going like too deep in astral realm? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We can handle it. I just mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, if you've been feeling weird since like, I don't know, November, October, this is a little bit why Venus is very important. Venus very much rules how we feel pleasure, how we feel like Venus is like the color that fills in the black and white lines of our life, right? Venus is the things that makes life worth living, art, music, like good sex, foreplay. Like I'm talking like good, the dipping sauces. Like we only eat the vegetables. We eat, you know, certain dips because like that's just delicious. That's Venus. Like without Venus, everything we ate would be like dry, starchy, like just eating for just complete nourishment, not for the pleasure of it. We wouldn't have, you know, entertainment. We wouldn't have joy. We wouldn't like, Venus is what gives us that. And Venus since October, November has been in a little bit of a tricky spot. First, she was in her exile in Scorpio. Actually, that was started in September. Then she was conjunct the South Node in Sagittarius. Usually Venus and Sag is super happy, optimistic, loving life. But conjunct the South Node, the tail end there, we were feeling a little constricted. Then she was retrograde in Capricorn and in Capricorn for like a million months. But, you know, basically like November through March. And then Venus was not just in Aquarius, but a term, an astrological term that I want you to understand. I just learned this year and I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Venus was in besiegement in Aquarius. I know some of you came to my webinar about the astrology of Russia, Ukraine, but I had learned it around that time. And it was like so literal. Um, what was happening is that Venus, this happy planet, imagine someone who's like making flower crowns, the girl to hula hoop at the music festival. Venus is like the artiste in the family. Venus is like, yes, like that cool aunt whose apartment has cool wallpaper and like eclectic finds all over. And you're just like so happy to be there. Venus was trapped in between Mars and Saturn. These two bros, okay? Saturn leather, leather daddy, I can't even say it. <laughs> Saturn leather daddy and Mars like roid rage dude and Venus is in between these two guys like degree wise she's in between them and they call that a besiegement and we felt that that's when that happened is when the war actually started but so it's like yeah Venus is there but she's trapped in between these two more malefic intense energies so now she's out of that and she's in her exaltation and I'm saying all this because this is like a new level of like balance and fairness and joy and pleasure and creativity and comfort that we've probably felt in a while. And also, let's not forget, who else is in Pisces in the sky? Jupiter, Sky Daddy, expanding all of this, magnifying glass, expanding this, right? Enhancing this. So I just wanted to really let us know, like, this is a time to look at where you have Pisces in your chart and be like, this is a great time. This is a great effing time. Let myself feel, let myself flow. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that kind of starts on April 10th. We'll feel it April 12th. Oh, like, again, on the societal level, may bring highs and lows. But on the personal level, we get to, like, breathe in this energy of just like magic, hope, you know, feeling connected back into like the beauty of life. Okay. Soothing, easing tensions, healing wounds, 
closing, you know, some of the tears in our field. Like, uh, it, I just keep seeing like the star card, the temperance card for those of you who read tarot. You know, I just invite us all to really enjoy this. I want to give you some actionable tips for Venus and Pisces. I do want to say with all this Pisces in the air, Jupiter, then Venus, then Mars, it's going to join Pisces in a few weeks. And TBH, the last time Mars was in Pisces, we had a big outbreak of COVID. That was like the big first wave of COVID. OG status. And I want us just to acknowledge that's on April 14th, that now Jupiter's there, Pisces rules viruses. We have a lot of Pisces planets um, mid to end of April for a few weeks. So what I'm saying is, it's great. Things are opening up. We love that for us. But like, don't be afraid to wear a mask. Don't be shy about washing your hands and just like moving out of that really constricted, restricted Saturn energy with COVID, but still like having some respect for the game, right? Like just like, all right, like you're still out there. I want us to have a good summer. Jupiter's going to be in Aries. This summer feels so freaking fun is this word. Like just like party starting energy, new lease on life, go mode, inspiration, like a freaking healthy fire under all of our asses. But I want us to be able to be like healthy and safe while we do that. Okay. So back to Venus and Pisces, and this is where I'll wrap up. I want you to allow yourself to drop into like some fantasy. Of course, we're staying in discernment. Hello. Okay. So 2022 spiritual discernment is one of the keys I come back to. So we're saying discerning. Oh my God. Did you guys see? Speaking of discernment and Pisces energy, which Pisces really rules like delusion and illusion. And we had Jupiter, Neptune, and Pisces. I think it was like the last two days of Pisces season. We had literally like a fake Rihanna in Brazil, I think it was. And people were like kissing her belly and she, in the airport. And she was like, I'm Rihanna. And I'm like, wow, this is such literal astrology also that during this time where I keep warning people about like scams and fraudsters under Pisces energy, someone is impersonating one of the most famous Pisces on the planet, but astrology is not real. So anyway, sorry, I had to say, so we're staying in discernment and you were trusting, we're checking the receipts on if Rihanna invites us to kiss her belly in an airport, maybe we think would an Aries moon really let us do that? But we are going to let ourselves fall a little bit under the enchanting spell. Okay. I want you to think about how can I cultivate the energy, the mindset of letting myself drop into the ethereal, romantic part of my life? How can I make my life beautiful? You know, Dr. Seuss obviously is a Pisces and a quote, you know, I remember reading one time, says, you know, you're in love when you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams. That's such a Piscean quote because they love love, all about the dream life. And I'm just going to take that doctor and I'm going to just raise the bar or, you know, raise the ante, up the ante and say like, you know, you're in love with life. Like when you can't fall asleep because your reality is better than your dreams. We're not going to just make it about, you know, a relationship, but can you drop in and look at your life? How can you fall so fucking in love with it in this moment in time? Like no excuses. I mean, I'm not bypassing over. I understand everyone is like, there's a lot of survival mode going on out there right now, but is there something you can do an action step, right? Aries sun is still in play. Is there an action step you can do to commit to being more in love with your life? Is there something you need to change or edit or just appreciate more or whatever it is? Like, cause this is the energy where we're going to feel really good with this. If you're also a creative person, this is a time to make 
art. We need art. Art is like the bomb, the healing salve for our collective soul right now. Okay. We all have a lot of burns and wounds. We need art. We need storytelling. Please, for the love of God, please, if you're a creative and if you're spiritual, like conscious, please show up, like stop hiding. I'm looking at you. If you have something saved in your draft or a, you know, screenplay you've been working on or a photography exhibit you're too scared to do, like, please, this is the time we need your art. We need you to share it with us. I need to see what is beautiful and important to you. And so Venus and Pisces, let this wash over you. Let your life feel charmed. Let your self be open. And it's a great time to plug in and do, you know, tune into your guides, tune into your intuition, of course, using discernment, making sure you're doing all your spiritual contracts when you're opening up sacred space. You know, if you've been feeling like life has felt a little dry, like a dry cracker, I said before, I would need some more of that Venusian like dip and cheese spread on it. Do something that takes you out of that everyday life, that shakes up your perspective. Go somewhere new. Go find inspiration. Go to a museum. Go to a live show. I know I've scheduled some like readings and energy sessions. I you know I don't always treat myself to that because I'm just like ah busy. But I'm like I want to drop in. Like show me. Take me out to the Akashic realm. Take me. Take me out of the day to day a little bit. Like where am I going? Who am I serving? What is this all about right now? Like I know I think high level like that all the time because of my freaking Pisces moon on my midheaven. But like, what else am I not seeing here? You know, what is the magic of life? I've forgotten because it has. It's been a really hard, dry, cold two years. So yeah, like practice radical empathy and compassion. Don't be self-sacrificing. Mind your boundaries. Protect your energy. But like shift. How do you shift into the love vibration? What does that mean for you? Okay. I heard SJ Anderson, who's one of my favorite astrologers on YouTube and Twitter, so kind, so compassionate, so well-researched and informed, talks about Leonard Cohen verse, um, like love is the only engine of survival. And I was like, yeah, yeah, man, like that, like it's true. And, and I feel like Venus and Pisces is really coming to remind us that, okay? So make some time for art, make time for music, make time to dream. Don't get swept up by any Tinder swindlers types, okay? Because the discernment, right? Billionaires, are they on Tinder? Probably not. So keeping it grounded, live like Dr. Seuss, live in that place of like childlike awe and wonder. How can you romanticize and yeah, fall in love with your one true, precious, wild fucking life. Okay. So that's where I'm going to leave you. This is it, baby. Enjoy this time. What the world needs is love and you are the walking embodiment of love that we need right now. So go out, shake it, flaunt it, work it. Tag me and stuff. Like if you're listening to the episode, I love when you take screenshots, tag us at Cosmic Rx, tag us in your new moon rituals, tag us and you just like making art. I was going to say making love, but maybe not. We might get even more uh, censored than we already are. And of course, find me. Um, I'm catching up on some DMs now. I love all of your DMs. It just kind of it comes in waves. So I'm catching up on some DMs. But let me know. At I am Addie Murphy. Like, let me know your if astrology isn't real moments. Let me know. You know, this podcast is for you. We make it all together. Let me know what you want to hear about. And until then, you better slay, you better stay cosmic, and I'm sending you all some fierce love and stardust your way. Mwah.
Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.